Bob your head like that. Okay. You ready to start the show? Let's start the show. Chappelle show. Better not bring your kids. <laughs> Welcome back once again to the PLP podcast. This is your boy Carlos D. And this is your girl Christy. We are back once again for another wonderful edition of the Platonic Life Partners podcast. The show where two friends have come together to talk about all the bullshit that we want to talk about. And I cuss all the time that. <laughs> you old potty mouth mother. Shut your mouth. Okay. I, I, I know not to do nothing with you because you just don't know how to make it just cool. You just got to make it <laughs> weird. Anyway, you Whatever. can find us wherever great podcasts are found. Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Please like, rate, review Feed, give us comments. They can be negative or positive. Some idea give us a one star rating, and it hurt Chrissy's feelings a lot. But that's your right to to say we are bad. But next time, don't just give us a one star rating. Also, write a review and tell us why we suck. A one star rating will not help us. It will not help us get any better. Let's it will just... not help me stop criticizing Christy all the time. It will not help me stop uh, being mean and a jerk. And I know it was your mama that did it. It was not. My I know mom. your mama gave us that one star because no, I was too hard on no, you. No, I know it's her. Number one, you were the one that had a big deal with that. I, no, no, I didn't care. I didn't care. You are telling a story, no, y'all. No, I do this for fun, not for, if, for not for praise. If only you knew. I don't care. It's probably uh, one of your haters. Yeah, okay. um, also, or it could have been just like a random bot. Like uh, maybe the Russians have tried they to. Hacked us too. Yes, well, yes, they have been trying to get me for years. Uh, anyway, you can also find us on uh, Instagram at the PLP Podcast, and you can send us emails at the PLP Podcast at gmail Yes. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing stupendously. Stupendous. Spell it. Uh, Stu and Pendus. S T U P E N D O U S. Now I know she had a full ride to college, right? Yes, no I did. No student loans. No student loans. God is good. Yes, he is. Praise him. How you be? Money do it. I'm over here just sipping on some. Are you sipping lemonade. with you up here drinking all in the microphone? I wish there was some booze in that, but unfortunately, I'm not any booze in that one. No booze, no booze. Uh, but I'm doing good, man. I'm good. I'm happy to be back and just having some fun. It's Black History Month. It is Black History Month. Do you have any Negro facts for the people? I have a Negro fact for the people. All right, give so, me that Negro fact. What's a ne- what's up, Negroes and so, she grows? Okay, Negroes and she grows. Is that what you said? Just say just say the facts. Anyway, my fact my today is that the firm that designed the National Museum of African American History and Culture mm-hmm. won Design of the Year Award. I'm sorry, they shouldn't have. That, that building you, is hideous. You are the biggest hater ever. I, I'm love. not a hater. It's an ugly it ass. It's one of the ugliest buildings. buildings. It is hideous, man. Nah, you just... Uh, Google how, the, how the Black you? History are, first Museum. First of all, first of all, we're talking about black celebrating Black History Black excellence, black facts, and we can black do all goodness. That. that don't mean that That's building a, is attractive. It's a pretty building. It's yes, not it a, is. It's not. A, it's ugly. Especially it's one at of the night. Ugliest buildings. No, it's one no, of the ugliest buildings that I've ever seen. You've been brainwashed by the man. So. Yes, the man uh, told me not to like ugly things, and I just followed his path because I can't get past the fact that it's a hideous looking building. It's what like kind of square. Like, it looks like rust, and it's like a brown. Look like a big. It looked like it's like it, a big cage around the outside of a, a glass building. It, it's not. It, Google it. I think it's pretty. If you haven't seen it, Google it. And it won Design of the Year Award. So shout out to, I believe his name was, I think the firm is Ajaye, like David Ajaye. Oh, just an African brother. I believe he was an African, one of our African brothers. Yes. So. Well, good for them. Shout out. some black accents, some black history facts. Yeah. What's your fact that everybody already knew? I ain't got no facts. Carlos learned today that the inventor of the Super Soaker. the Poor People's Podcast that the inventor of the Super Soaker is a black person. Everybody knew that. How am I supposed to know that? I ain't no two year old, no ten year old. They teach that in school. I'm a grown ass man. I don't play with no toys. If you went to an Afrocentric themed school, you would know that. It's like, no, but I knew that. I knew that. But yeah, that's it's a whole bunch of stuff probably that we've invented. No, we already know. We know we invented the light bulb, but the white man stole it from us. Well, did you know that there was like a slave who probably really was responsible for Jack Daniel's whiskey? 
Nah, Did you I see know that, that story? No. Yeah, I heard. I learned that last year. I need more details. Maybe we'll share that All right, on our next episode. Up. Okay. I'm not making it up. Well, happy Black History Month. Make sure you, if you go, you celebrate the Negroes of the past. And if you aren't a Negro, you can still celebrate Black History Month by giving money to your Negro friends. Just give them money because we never got our reparations and I'm sick and tired of not getting it. So as an individual white person, just give your Negro friends money so we can get our reparations. I don't got my mule and I don't got my 40 acres. So when I'm going to get it, white people give us some money. I want it tomorrow. Remember on Insecure when um, Kelly's character was like, when she does her tax, the tax returns for white people, she makes sure they get less money back. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, That's a funny show. <laughs> anyway, better to come back. All I wonder right. where they're gonna go with it this season, though. I know. No more, no more Daniel. Not Daniel. Uh, His name was Daniel. No, no, no more. Uh, Lawrence. Lawrence and Issa. Don't go down that route no more. So I don't want to know. I don't want. They, they don't need to interact no more. They broken up. Go your separate ways. I don't want mm. no teases about getting back together. Just let that be the end of it. No more. I think they are. He's gonna. I think he's still gonna be on the show. Yeah, he's still on the show, but maybe they can just follow him in a different world. He don't. But have I don't want to. Wanna, he don't need to be on the inter- show then. If they're not together, they, I don't want to. But you know they're not together. You, but, you still want like, to see them get back together after all they've been through? Yeah. I feel like you used to get back together if they got back together. Like, you're not going to come back. Well, they had to have their break apart and they need to realize, like, dang. Like, they already had the final talk where they hashed it all out and said how they were sorry and they should have been better people and they both was effed up. Let, 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 it, let it simmer. Let it die. Let it die. Dang. Let Lawrence be on his own for a while. Let Issa Rae... Do whatever she gonna do. I wonder. Well, I wonder who her rock. new love interest is gonna be she if they dude. give her one. The who, dude, Daniel? The dude that that's just, her eye. I think that's just gonna be like a little continued itch she needs to scratch. And then all it's right. Well, when out. when the show comes back and we start doing our recaps in June, we'll figure that out. All right. Anyway, overreaction or nah? Um, it was not a lot of overreactions going on in the world, or not a lot of reactions to stuff in the world. I do got a quick one I'll do from a Super Bowl commercial. You know, you say you didn't watch the Super Bowl, right? That is correct. All right, so you probably didn't see this commercial, but there was a commercial during the Super Bowl. If for... I didn't watch the Super Bowl, then I didn't see the commercial. But you could have heard about it after the fact. I did not. Be... Continue. Do I have to press pause and we can hash this out? Because <laughs> I don't want to have to embarrass your ass. <laughs> I'll beat your tail. I don't want to have to live on the your air ass or not. Now like go. I've done so many times in the past. So continue. I'm going to need you to chill. I'm going to need you to continue the story. Anyway, so during the Super Bowl, Dodge Trucks ran an ad. Featuring a speech from Martin Luther King as the backdrop to them trying to sell us some trucks. It has like some inspirational pictures and people doing a lot of different stuff. And of course, people were upset about this. What were they upset about? They were upset about the fact that they were using Dr. King's speech talking about service. It was a speech about service to try to sell me a pickup truck. So a lot of, not everybody, but some a lot, it was kind of mixed. Some people thought it was positive, but it was some outrage or some backlash about them trying to abuse Mr. King's words to try to sell us stuff. Mm-hmm. Comments like using the Martin King speech out of context. It's taking the speech out of context for a truck commercial is a disgrace. I want to punch the person who made this commercial. I'm still sitting here angry about the use of Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King and his legacy to sell Ram trucks. One said, so Ram truck appropriates the Martin Luther King Jr. and used the all-white cast plus the one token bracket sellers truck. Trump supporters as this is 1950s. So a lot of people just upset about the fact that they did it. Even the Martin Luther King Jr. Center was like, we don't approve this. We don't mm-hmm. we don't appreciate that. Now, be in mind, the Martin Luther King Center is different from the people who actually like own the Martin Luther King rights. So oh. Ram Dodge Ram did get the permission from the Martin Luther King family or state to use this. Oh. Because they couldn't have used it without it. But the center, which doesn't have ties to the family, but also just operates well, the center. Well, I mean, if the family gave permission, then we can't be mad. Now, that's, if, that's it was what the, I said. if it was the center that gave permission and not the family, then I could, like, understand the outrage. But if, you know, his descendants said it's okay, then what can we do? That's what I said. I mean, I understand why people could be upset about it. Correct. I don't know if that is an appropriate message to try to sell me a truck. It was just because it was this commercial. It was one of his speeches, like, I think a couple of months before he died. It was just about giving like service back to the world. So what are but I guess what I guess then too, what is the message? Do your duty and buy a Dodge Ram? I guess so. That's and that's what people message. like. This is not this doesn't make any sense. It's out of context, right. it doesn't make sense. So I'ma say I'm agree with you though. Mm-hmm. I'm not outraged by it. I think it is kind of an overreaction that to get upset about something like this. If you are upset, just don't buy Dodge trucks. I mean you can of course pick your thing, but I'm not gonna get bent out of shape over it because they couldn't have did it without the family consent. And the family want to make a buck off of it, so be it. But I also noticed that the uh, King family is not always the best about 
protecting doing what their, their father um, would have done or their family would have done. That is correct. So, but that's their right to do so. Well, it ain't my daddy. It's mm-hmm. their daddy. So, but do you think just going back to Martin Luther King Day when Martin Luther King Jr.'s nephew was up there with President Trump? I mean, ooh, ooh. his niece. I don't even want the dude that's in office. Oh. I don't even want to acknowledge him. So, but the fact that his it was no, it was his nephew. Oh well, I thought it was his niece. I thought his she, niece has in the past no, said positive things about. In him. this one, it was his nephew okay. who was there with forty five when he was given the signing that proclamation right after. Yeah, right he's, after he's he made those comments, and I was like mad at that. But then I'm thinking about it. Like I wonder if Martin Luther King Jr. would have, if he were alive today, like would have gone up there, or not even in that capacity because. Yeah, I, mean, I guess there wouldn't be a part. Don't know what he's still alive. Did. But I just like. But wonder, I mean, he could like, probably still his... had a part. He probably well, would still have been a great. Like his death. Like would he was... be willing to sit down with forty five? Probably. And, like, even after all these like just evil and dirty mean things I he's mean, done. He also said. would be like almost eighty. I mean, plus plus eighty years old. So who knows what he'd have been mm-hmm. doing? He might have been out of his mind by now. I like. I don't know. Like, okay. I, 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 that's not for me to say. I don't know what he would have done. I, I can't imagine what he would have done. I don't know what we, how the world would be if he was still alive. So it's hard right. to speculate on something like that. But it's also not, you can't punish people for doing what they think is in the best interest of them. So I, I don't find, I mean, you, you, you can be upset about whatever you want to be upset about, but I'm not going to get all bent out of shape because somebody chose to do what they want to do with their lives. That's their thing. That's what they want to do. I'm not going to do it. So whatever. All right. Final verdict. We saying no need for overreaction. So it was overreaction. Yes. All right. Overreaction. Let us know what you think. All right, so let's get into the topic of this week. The good thing what I like about just our podcast in general is that we can have we you know we can have the female male perspective on a lot of different things. We are going to talk about gender roles this week and a bunch of different aspects of life. How we feel about them? Traditional gender roles. Do we support them? Is it something that we want in our lives? Is it something that we live by or go by? And I wanted to start with the very beginning of life now. And something that's been going on or not, it's not, of course, really big right now, but it is something I'm seeing more and more. And I think even some celebrities are starting to do this where they are vowing to raise their children gender neutral, meaning they don't tell their children. I don't know if they don't tell their kids that they're a boy or girl, but they don't call them he or she. They give them like unisex names. They don't buy them like traditional clothes for a boy or girl. They kind of let the the kid kind of to decide for themselves what they want to be it's something that's a new trend mm-hmm. where they stay they, like they don't even use him like he and she they use like they when they were referring to their child which is weird to me because they is a group how can they be one person mm-hmm. so that's something that's going on even over in other countries it's something that's new to the united states but in sweden for example they've gotten rid of they have a new gender neutral personal pronoun called hen that they added to their language a part of their vocabulary they have clothing stores that have de- designated way with boys and girls sections and they just have general neutral things. Uh, things that will be tra- traditionally for boys. They give an example of like a Spider-Man costume. They put it in pink. Uh-huh. But isn't that defeating the whole purpose? Oh, I'm sorry. That's not obvious. What they did was they have a boy-man costume pushing a pink baby carriage. Yeah, see, that's that you messed it up right there. Why the baby carriage got to be pink? Cause they just showing, I guess anything, anything goes. There's no, it's no, it's no thing anymore. Mm. So that's something that's new, but it's basically just a, a, a idea of parenting where you don't assign a gender to your child. You let your child kind of pick out what they want. You don't give them traditional boy toys to play with or girl toys to play with. You let them do that, do whatever they choose to do. You don't force pronouns on them. You let them decide. So my question to you is your thoughts on that. If you have any thoughts at all. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about, is that something that if we, not us together, but if we ever have, we don't have children, biological children that are ours, but we know we have children in our lives. Right. Would that be something that we would do for us? So well, what's your thoughts on it in general? On general, um, in general, I understand what they're trying to do as far as not being stereotypical. Like, okay, you're a girl, you play with toy, you play with baby dolls. And you dress in pink and boys, you play with cars and, you know, run outside and play and get dirty and stuff like that. As far as not calling them a he or a she and calling them a they, that's all well and fine if that's what you do in your house. But you have to understand that the world is not like that. So you can be like confusing your child by, you know, this is how you raise them at home. But when they go out into the, go out into school, you know, into the world, watching TV, media, society isn't 
we haven't come that far along. So you might be doing more harm to confuse your child because, you know, they still may be treated as a boy in the world when you bring them home. And then, and then when you bring them home, if you're treating them like a they, or, you know, thinking that you're doing, being gender neutral, you are really just, wait, are you even listening to me? Yes, you're like I'm zoned listening. off. No, I'm totally listening. Oh, so I just think you, in the end, you just probably are winding up, you could be confusing your child. Like I get the point of it. You want to reduce stereotypes and just treat them as an individual. But uh, yeah, and I, I just keep saying it that um, yeah, it could be confusing. Like, and then yeah. for myself, I don't uh-huh. think. And then at the end of the day, I think you know the parents think that they're being gender gender neutral, but I don't. I think that will be so hard to do. And I think maybe there are probably some unconscious ways that they probably still are treating their child like a girl or like a boy. I I agree. I I wouldn't raise my kid gender neutral personally. I would let them. Like, as far as, like, gender neutral, like, gender neutral, like, if it's a boy, I'm going to call him a boy. If at some point in their life they get to the point they come to me and say, I'm not a boy, then we'll address that and kind of deal with that as it comes. But I'm going to raise him as a boy. And when I say raise him as a boy, that means I'm just going to give him boy pronouns. I'll call him he. Right. That's not nothing to do with right, cause toys we- he plays with. Like, if he, I'm not one of these people who, if my son picks up a Barbie doll, I'm going to think he's, everybody's worth it. He's gay. And right. start, like, trying to avoid that, you know, boys don't play with those type of toys. Kids play whatever they think is fun or whatever they think is flashy or whatever they think is shiny. That's why you'll see a little boy trying to put on a, a, a shiny dress or you'll do stuff like that. It doesn't mean that they are a transsexual or they're going to be a drag queen or whatever it may be. It just means they think this is shiny, this is pretty, this is cute. Mm-hmm. So they gravitate gravitate to that. So that type of stuff I'm not going to do. As far as like pretending that boys and girls aren't different in the sense that we our bodies are different, we mature differently. We grow differently. I can't act like that doesn't exist. That right. actually exists. When we're talking about things that society puts on us, the toys we got to play with, the clothes we have to wear, the way we have to wear our hair. That stuff doesn't matter. All that kind of stuff matter. doesn't matter. That kind right. of stuff, I'll have no problem telling my kid, hey, if that's something you feel comfortable with, go for it, do it. I do say, and this one's kind of, kind of hypocritical, I understand your point too. And if I had a son, it would be a little bit different than if I had a daughter. So if I had a son, and at home he wanted to wear a dress, Mm-hmm. I would probably say, okay, that's cool. But if he wanted to do it outside of the house, I would not allow it. Not because I think it's bad or I'm trying to... Just how he would be treated. Yeah. I, yeah. I would think more in the, in the sense that I can't send my son to school in a dress. Not because I think people look at him funny, but I think I know how other kids are. Right. And I, your whole point as a parent is to protect kids. And kids, the reason why kids, we, kids need parents is because they can't be allowed to do or they can't take care of themselves. They can't make all the decisions that they can make. So you shouldn't be letting your child, especially a child that's very, very young, dictate how their entire life is going to be. That's not really, that's not reasonable. And that's not actual parenting at all. Right. That's just you pushing yourself out being free. <laughs> you push them out and then you let them do whatever they want to do, but you're not actually raising them in a sense like that. So if I had a daughter, I think it would be a lot easier because you know, she wear jeans or she wear a, a, a t-shirt or something. Nobody's going to mock her too much about that. But right. if I send my son out in a dress or a princess dress, I'm not because I'm ashamed of it, but I think so the world the, ain't ready. The, the world it. ain't ready for it. And they're going to torture him. They're going to bully him and they're going to punish him. The boss will be have to try to find a way to tell him at home. It's okay to be free and open. And then that's how like, well, now I might be punishing him or hurting him for his later life. If he does decide to go that route mm-hmm. to, um, say that he wants to live his life as, as the opposite sex, then that I'm going to teach him to be ashamed of it. So it, it's a hard balance to do because at one point I'm telling him, okay, it's cool to do it at home, but if I want to send him out in the world because I'm thinking I'm protecting him, am I also doing my disservice like that? Right. So it's, it's, it's not a perfect thing and the parenting should be perfect. It's not easy. It, it, it's very hard. That's why a lot of people shouldn't be parents because they just don't have the concept of how to do it and it should be, it's just really hard to do, but that's just my point of it. I wouldn't raise my kid gender neutral. There's some people, I'm just reading a story and this family in Toronto, their kid was three years old and they still never told anybody out what the gender was. Uh, no, that's just stupid. That's stupid. But they just, ne- they, and they told the family, we want them to raise this person to be open, to be, pick their own identity. Kid was three years old and they never said, was it a boy or a girl? But so, but what, but what were they doing to help conceal the child's identity? Now let's I think about, just, let's think about haircuts. Okay. So if you don't want anybody to know, what do you They let the kid decide. So I guess at three years old or two years old, they'll say, do you want me to cut your hair? And the baby say, I don't know this for a while, but I'm assuming that the baby say, yeah, I want to hit my hair cut short like daddy's. Then they'll cut it short but like the daddy's. Or I want it long is, like mommy's. Is that Not are, that mom and dad got to have short and long hair. I'm just saying. But. 
but the fact of the matter is there are men and there are women in this world and, and then, you know so you i mean there is no such thing as somebody a gender neutral person and it's not like you know what i'm saying like they're just trying to raise them in a way that's that they i guess they're trying to teach these kids to be open and not fall into society's but they, norms but, but it's, an, being, like I said, it's an impossible thing to do because men exist and women exist but then also you're forcing that kid into another form of restriction so you don't want them to be restricted to being identified as a, a boy or a girl but now you just have them in this sort of in-between place and it's just like well, yeah then you put them in the category and then right for a person that's supposed to be you're, you're not the whole point of this I guess is not to put things on your kids not to put labels and stuff on them but then you are putting a label on them by forcing them to go down this route so right. no matter what choice you pick you you putting them in some type of box you're forcing them to do something that they don't want to do I think the best like way to get around that if you want to sort of again this is my take on it is like reduce the emphasis that do exist on gender stereotypes is maybe to like introduce your kids to people who are or seemingly like gender fluid. So like the first person that comes to mind, I don't know if he was gender fluid, but like Prince. Prince was He wasn't. He was a guy. He was a guy. However, he walked around in heels and bodysuits and had his butt cheeks out. Yeah, so but like he, just but show I that but, I don't think that I mean that's like just like his dress. But though. just showing that, okay, this is a man, but this is the clothes that he wore and people still knew like still knew that he was a man and nobody like questioned his sexuality. At least I didn't because Prince quite frankly could have got it, but like just show (laughs) that, okay, this is how some men dress. And then some men also might wear things that you might see on a female and um, vice versa. Like instead of saying, okay, I'm not going to call you a man or a woman, or I'm not, I'm only going to dress you in, you know, yellow clothes or orange clothes, just do what you would, I guess, normally do. And I'm putting normally in, in quotation marks, but just, um, try to break down some of those stereotypes um, that are negative, the negative stereotypes that, um, you know, we might have about men or women or the they, 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 the point. And a lot of this is what I'm reading is they're not really doing anything other than letting the kid kind of like pick both genders. So if the, it, they're not really doing anything other than saying, well, for what the few I read about was if your boy want to wear a dress, they let him wear a dress. If you want to play with Barbie, though, he let him play with Barbies. If your girl want to uh, wear jeans and play with G.I. Joe or whatever, I don't even know if kids play with toys anymore or play football or play with balls, then they let her do it. Right. So it's nothing extreme. It's not like they're saying, I'll only address you as you or they. And then when the kid gets to a certain age and they start saying, hey, I want to be a boy or I want to be a girl, then they just address them as a boy or a girl. Because mm-hmm. at some point, the kid is going to be like, I am something. I know I'm one or the other. I know I'm like mommy. I know I'm like daddy right. as far as I'm agenda. And then they'll, but their whole point is they're trying to avoid these things, which you'll never be able to avoid because unless they live in a bubble, we belong to society. Yeah. And we're going to have to go out to the real world one day and interact with other people. And then they, they will still end up in some type of box just because based on that. So ideally, we'll get to a point in society where we don't have all these labels, but it's not here just yet. And in my opinion, I would not try to raise a child gender neutral, but I will try. I will be open to letting them have some say in stuff that's not big things, right? Like toys they want to play with, I don't care. How they want to dress, not gonna be a big deal, uh, especially at home. Like at home, anything goes, and then just the general things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, but well, that's just that. That's children's that. kids, kids. All right, so. Let's backtrack a little bit and we talked about, you know, raising kids. Let's talk about how we get to those kids. Gender roles in the <laughs> dating phase, in the dating and relationship phase of life. We're talking about early on. Let's talk about some traditional uh, trad- traditional gender roles when it comes to pursuing the opposite sex. Okay. So it says for women, they should be the ones that get chased. True. You you were saying true, that's a traditional gender role or true yes. you agree with it? I well, let me it, list some first, and uh, then we'll see if you okay. agree on that. Excuse me, I'm jumping. So the women should be the person to get approached. They should be the ones getting chased. They should be the ones that are pursued. They should be more reserved when it comes to approaching the opposite sex. So that's some of the ones for for, for women. For men, it's basically the opposite. They should be the aggressor. They should be the ones that show that they are interested in the female. They should pursue the female. So what do you think? I, do you agree with tr- traditional gender roles when it comes to dating? Yes, I do. And I have every time like I've talked about this, I always use the example of like the lion and the gazelle, though, except that the, you know, the man, the lion doesn't. The gazelle is the pussy. 
and the lion is the dick. Is that what you're trying to say? What I'm saying is that the lion he need the lion is the man, and he needs to work to um, he get to his eat meal. The gazelle. He needs to chase and work hard, and you know, do the do the staking out and the stalking, if you will, to get what it is that he wants. That's just how I feel. I want to be pursued um, by a man. I'm not chasing after nobody, hunting you down. Have um, you ever approached a guy to ask him out? No, not never. Really? Would you I've be totally opposed to it? No. I, I remember you telling me the long story about you in the subway, your subway bay. Who was my subway bay? The guy you kept sitting on the subway, making all the eye contact oh, with, and yeah. neither one of y'all would approach the other. He wouldn't approach me. And then when I told you about it, you were like... I said, shoot that shot. You told me to shoot my shot. Don't waste your time, man. But then Don't I miss out on a good thing because you're scared. I didn't shoot or my you shot. you for the, ex- the next man God, to do it. Dude, can you let me talk? Well, let me finish my points and then you can finish yours. Sheesh. Oh, uh no, I didn't shoot my shot and I haven't seen him in like over a year. So I don't even know what happened to him. But at the end of the day, I'm glad I didn't. Y'all could have been happy and married, my name. If he was that could have your baby daddy. You could have been pregnant with twins right now, and I could have delivered the babies. Would I be delivering gender neutral twins or that's your choice as the parent. Well, as you godfather, and, what you would and you... um Subway Bay can decide on your own. Me and Subway Bay. Me, I would only buy the girls boy stuff and the boys girl stuff. <laughs> Cause that's how I want it to be. Nah, I'm glad. I mean, he. I just need to know that a guy is interested in me, and I think just in general, if a guy shows interest, if I'm interested back, I'm definitely going to show him. And if I'm not, then I'm just going to fall back. But either way, I think the the onus falls to the guy um, when it comes to dating and pursuing. Okay. Um, and we gonna we gonna we gonna come back to that when we start talking about once you when we, once we get into like committed relationships and marriage and all that stuff and see if you still feel the same way. But go ahead. So you think. The guy should be the the aggressor or the pursuer when it comes to the initial asking somebody out. Yes. Like, it should always be on the guy to get the phone number or to approach you to let you know I'm interested or whatever it may be. I would, be the I would say nine times out of ten. There might be situations where it could be reversed, but most of the time, like, yeah. Like, you can, like, suggest it. You know, I've had situations where there was somebody that I was thought I was interested in, and I didn't directly like ask for their phone number but i'm just like hey maybe we should do this together like i put the idea mm, like you did with, what, like you tried to do with me when we met on the blogs back in the day when uh, you kept coming to my blogs every single day leaving comments so i can so you can get my attention because you were too shy to just ask me out is I, that what you're saying i do not recall mm. um but so now yeah like you can fault. just kind of like suggest stuff like you suggest it and then hopefully they'll get that idea so sometimes i think men need the the nudge or they need to know that okay she might be interested so that they might be comfortable to but ask you for your phone number what you're saying correct you can give like a little little elbow to the ribs but don't yeah punch them in the stomach correct correct so what so what do you think about that should do you agree with my interpretation of who should be the person well, that's your that's your person for you if that works for you that's fine for no, me i'm saying what you think yeah no for me i don't i don't believe in it like i think women can ask men out I think men, can, women can show that they are interested. Now, I actually don't mind that at all. I think every, I want to say every girlfriend That's I ever like had. because you like playing hard to get. No, I think every other, every serious girlfriend I ever had was, they showed their interest in me before I showed my interest in them. Because you shy? No, I don't know why. It just, it just so happened. It, it just turned into, those are the kind of women. I like a woman that's confident. I like a woman that can be aggressive i like a woman that doesn't have to like feel like she has to be reserved or shy mm-hmm. like if she wants something that's interesting I'm, I'm not one of these people who thinks just because a woman can be forward that she does it with everybody or that she might be loose or whatever you know I'm right, doing my, right. the, the quotes loose or whatever i think she just might know what she likes and she goes for it which mm-hmm. is uh to me is a confidence can be like a turn on for me it's something that i'm interested and i think something that women definitely should do more often I mean, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I don't believe in a traditional role where the guy always has to be the one pursuing the woman. If you are interested as a woman, you should definitely make means to try to get at your guy. If you, oh, I think you, okay. Yeah. All right. So we kind of have different viewpoints on that. But I guess to me, at the end of the day, it's also my personality because I am a little bit reserved. I am a little bit shy. So I'm not making a move until I know that. You know, you're interested in me. Mm-hmm. So, unless you got that licking, you need to get buck wild. Oh, right? Lord. That is inappropriate. When that Remy hit the system. For today's episode. Tell him. When I. Well, she, I don't she does. I don't know. I don't I heard know you the words. Pit by blood, not relation. Not relation. All right, we ain't going to get into that. All right, so that leads me to like the next thing, the next stage of once you get past the just introduction or something. Do you think it is okay for a woman to propose to a man? 
Hell no. Really? And for the same all exact reason. So you wouldn't do it, but you think if another woman does it, that's bad? That's wrong. That's so frowned upon. Like, nope. That's kind of... And this is weird because you always talking that patriarchal society and man trying to hold a woman down kind of stuff, but... When it comes to dating and relationships, you seem to be very into the traditional submissive yes. roles of the woman. Yes, I Can am. Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? <laughs> oh, tell me you got about the workplace. We're going to come back to that. We'll come back to the workplace. I can't, you know, it's just how I feel, personal opinion. I don't have any, you know, research or anything serious to support it other than just what I personally feel and what I would and would not do. And I'm not proposing to no man. I'm not asking you to be my husband it, it just goes back to what i believe originally that if the man if, if the man is interested in you then he'll pursue you and if he wants to marry you he will marry you that's just okay, i mean what, okay. i feel like that's just the way it works i don't know any other formula and i'm not trying to break out of that formula All but right. i believe that's what works so you I would just, propose but would you give an ultimatum would you say okay we've been in this for no, however many years no. either we need to move forward in the next you steps which you is basically not you propose, but kind of forcing them into proposing, or do you just wait for the guy to do it? And if he just never do it, you either go your separate ways, but you never say, either marry me or I'm out of here. I would never give an ultimatum because he would only be proposing because I said I was leaving. You need to marry me because that's what you want to do. Okay. So I would just, it would just be over. Like at that point, yeah, it would just be over. All right. If I, if I wanted to be married, like if, you know, I'm just cool. We've been together um, 18 years and we ain't married, then cool. Yeah. I agree. I don't. I don't, yeah. I hate to say I don't think women should ask men to marry them because women can do whatever they want to do, of course. But I don't think I know I would not accept a proposal from a woman. Why not? Like you said, because I want to be. I want to be the one to propose. <laughs> if I want to get married, I must get married. People are going to do what they want to do. Like there yeah. should be nothing that you have to do to trick somebody to do something. There should be no ultimatums. If people want to marry you, they gonna marry you, or they gonna ask you to marry them. If they don't, then they're not gonna do it. And then some people may do it. Because you pour an ultimatum and then, but to me, that's like you forcing somebody to do something begrudgingly. And I think that's like starting to merge off in a toxic way or in a bad way. It's like you setting yourself up to mess up. If what? Like if you say, if you force the person to ask you to marry them, that's like, that's not starting off in a positive <laughs> right. light to me. That's like that's starting, you right. forcing somebody to something they don't want to do. And that's going to lead to like some bitterment and some like, but I think even in situations where a woman didn't give an ultimatum, men at the end of the day, some men, they make it seem like that they they still make it seem like they were tricked into being married. You made the decision. You shouldn't have proposed if you wasn't ready to be married. Nobody. Well, they no, trapped them with a baby. Th- see, don't even play like that. It takes to, she didn't get pregnant by herself. She told me she was on the pill. <laughs> Shut up. I swear. Well, men need to get on the pill. Didn't we talk about that? We Men need, they need to make a men pill for men. That. But it was another point I was going to make in there. Oh, but like going back to, so, so the way, I guess if we stop thinking about like, okay, the, thinking about it in terms of what a man should do as far as proposing if we look at same sex relationships when they get married like they're they're both the same sex and one of them just chooses to propose so hey, i guess I, it really I how that works though i think it's just is it still who, i think the masculine more masculine person if there is one in the relationship that still doesn't propose i don't know like let's say it's two le- uh lesbian a lesbian couple let's say one of them is more dominant one of them is more like femme I hope I hope I'm not offended by by using these terms. That is not our intent. But yeah. let's say yeah. So does the dominant one have to propose to the more feminine one, yeah. or can the more feminine one propose to the dominant one, or does it matter? Same right. thing with two guys. If it's two males, and uh, one is more masculine, one is more feminine. Once again, still not trying to offend anybody, but I'm just saying. Does the more masculine one propose to the more feminine yeah, one? I don't know. Or what if they both masculine? What if it's two masculine gay guys? Hmm. Or what if it's two I've never seen two uh, dominant female lesbians together, though. Correction. You've seen that? Correction. Okay. I'm How do it. you know that they're dominant? Are they wearing dominant shirt t-shirts that say I'm yes, dominant? Yes, that's exactly what that. oh, You didn't right? know that all um, lesbians have to wear a shirt that says I'm dom? Oh, no. I'm a stud on it. Dang, that's how you know. Okay. Uh, okay. I shouldn't. Well, I don't know. But I'm talking about more. What you perceive to be. That we perceive be. to be the ones that dress more in a, well, we're talking about gender roles, a male, mm-hmm. a male fashion. Uh, do they propose to the other one? Although what I'm saying is I've never seen two dominant uh, females together in a relationship. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that has happened before. It's just something I haven't seen. But then 
uh, my experience to lesbian culture uh, used to be, I used to be heavy into it because uh, one of my old best friends used to be, um, well, not used to be, she still is a lesbian, but mm-hmm. I used to uh, hang out with her a lot. She taught me a lot about like this type of different stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but in her relationships, if it was a guy role, if that exists in a lesbian relationship, she was more that that role in her relationships. Oh. So. So, but I, I think that goes back to show that there are there are still gender roles in same gender relationships, if you will, right? Because if she's saying that in her relationship, well, she might she have... didn't say that, but she was just more the dominant person in it. So okay, so here, in, here in it society, is. that's the more traditionally male. So there are certain characteristics that we traditionally associate with being male that still, you know, they make their presence on um, heterosexual relationships uh, and and um, same sex relationships. Mm. So well, we are just. We're getting into some deep stuff. Interesting. I'm going to come back to relationships in a second. I didn't want to talk about in the workplace. Traditional male and female roles in the workplace. This is changing a lot just because of the advancement of women, both educationally and in the working environment. But traditionally, women didn't do... They weren't doctors. They weren't into the science fields. They weren't into the engineering fields. They were more administrative jobs, secretaries. They were more like cleaning crews. Clean up ladies, I guess. Or I well, before, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said these are old. A lot of these are old things that we don't really see now. But mm-hmm. these were traditionally ones, and then men did the more other jobs. They were the bosses. They were the executives, and you still see that a lot. They were the doctors. They were in the those science fields. There weren't female scientists and all this stuff. What do you think about that? Do you think that we are in a world where there aren't really gender specific gender jobs? Yeah, there are no gender specific jobs unless it's like. I mean, you still see a lot of them in a lot of different things. Law enforcement, for example, is still a male dominated field. Correct. Um, but no, you. Well, first of all, you can't discriminate somebody based on their whatever their. You can, but you still. Is, uh, I'm like just saying things that you traditionally see men and do. Law yeah, enforcement. Uh, that's, that's gone. Uh, mechanics. You don't. Have you ever seen a female mechanic before? I have not. That's what I'm saying. So you, these are jobs that are traditionally men have done. I'm just wondering if men are still in these particular roles. Like you see the women like they teachers. Because I was like, I don't think I had a male teacher mm-hmm. that I can remember maybe one or two male teachers my entire time I was in up into college. When I got to college, a lot of professors were guys. Uh-huh. But in those lower levels, there weren't male teachers. Yeah, it probably all it all goes back to childhood. You know, they probably making your if your if your little boy wants to play with cars, or you're making him play with cars, and then he grows up and he wants to be a mechanic, or if you're telling your little girl to you know line up her doll babies and do this, and maybe she's more likely to be a teacher, or it's just like little things, I guess, to start at an early age that might help direct us to you know the ch- careers we choose as adults. But at the end of the day, like I, I see what you're saying that yeah, there are like positions that are more dominated by a certain gender but i think we've um you know broken those lines hopefully in every field or profession where a position that we thought was traditionally male you know a woman has come in and like um done it Mm. have you had a female boss before uh all my bosses have been female Mm. yes i have a lot of mine have too so i already have a -hmm. have you noticed that well, you said all of them have been, so you don't really have a comparison. Okay, well, wait. I've had like one, like, okay, I've had male bosses, but yes, I've had male bosses, but I've also had female bosses. Do you notice that sometimes your female bosses are extra aggressive because they are, well, maybe it's like in the kind of job I do. They're more aggressive because they are like a male, a male dominated field, so then they have to be like extra. Or you don't really see that because you you haven't been in that kind of situation. I have. That's my work environment is very female. My industry is female heavy, so I don't think that I've experienced that at all. So Mm -hmm. um, I can't relate to that. that. But I've heard of that. Like I've heard. But but are but why why is a woman being perceived as being more aggressive when she may just be doing what it is a male would be doing. Exactly. And I guess that's the whole point of, of what we're talking about here is that like she just women the are person. supposed to be more reserved. They're right. supposed to be more nurturing and laid back. They can't be tough. They can't be uh, do exactly what a man would do without being like that as like a bitch or being like right. an ass or, or being like overly strong when she just would be doing exactly what your male boss might be doing. Right, right. So that all goes back into these different gender roles and I guess kind of shows more the importance of not raising your child in that gender, that 
gender neutral environment or raising them in that gender neutral mm-hmm. environment. So maybe when they're growing up, they don't feel like that women have to be reserved or women have to do X, Y, and Z, that they can do anything that their male counterpart can do. Just, I did a little bit of research on okay. this particular topic. And so as far as women and men in the workplace, this one article states that in the workplace, women tend to be team players. They're persuasive. They like a challenge and they're honest and hard workers. Whereas men, they're, uh, this article states that they are early adopters of technology. They ask for what they want. When in doubt, they wing it. So they like make stuff up and then um, they make friends in high places. And I I would say for sure, I the one that stands out to me is like men wing it, they fake it. And I think they can, they just kind of have more confidence um, in certain settings and they could just be saying the most wrong thing in the world but it's you know the way they say it or their body language that everybody else just goes along with it or people are less willing to like challenge them whereas with women um, I think we want to make sure at least for me I want to make sure that what I'm saying is the right thing for the most part because if somebody does try to shut me down you know I want to have I want to be prepared and make sure I know what I'm talking about but um, anybody got time for all that um, just in general, and I, the, yeah, the one that stands out to me is that men are more likely to, um, wing it in the workplace, whereas women, we're going to prepare and make sure, you know, I know I got time for that. Like we I do said. got time for that. That's how we're doing all that research. I got to get this project completed. If it's wrong, we'll fix it later. Mm-hmm. I got to meet this deadline. The team player thing for sure. Like, yeah, we all want to, I ain't no team player cause I'm a leader. See, cause you're a man. That's why. Yeah, that ain't right. <laughs> But any other, any particular things that have happened in your, um, no, I can't, I can't talk on it. Cause I've had like a lot of female bosses too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I, I have noticed that sometimes that they said will be, some of them have been tougher, I guess, than you would expect, I guess, a woman to be, which should be, you know, wrong on my part, but that's something I have noticed mm-hmm. sometimes, not always, some of them. Oh, have not been. Some of them have just been what traditional women have been, I guess. But I have noticed that sometimes, and just because, you know, I kind of work in that kind of field where that happens. So I don't know. Let's get off that because I don't really care about working. I want to care about more getting. I want to get more into your personal life and what your future husband might have to deal with. <laughs> deal with? Why do I have to be dealt with? Mm, you tell me. As so, first of child. all, you got to wait 25 years for him to finally. 25 years ago, but he finally proposed to you. <laughs> y'all start getting y'all happily merged life together mm-hmm. how do you feel about these are some of the traditional marriage or home life things the man is traditionally supposed to pay the bills provide a happy home make you know be the breadwinner for their house take care of all the outside chores such as cutting the grass make sure the car is, is, yeah, yeah. is fixed and everything taking like that taking out the trash taking out the trash cleaning out the guts fixing and all the that toilet. stuff where the woman is more in the role of taking care of children, doing the indoor household shows, the vacuuming, the cleaning, the laundry, cooking the meals mm-hmm. at, every night, mm-hmm. and more taking care of the household. So first, I want to get your thought on just the actual roles in the house. And then I want to talk about, you were talking about earlier about you want a man to be more aggressive or more dominant. I want to hear your thoughts on should he be that way. And I'm not talking about sexually with your kinky self. <laughs> I'm talking about do you feel that way he should be? And as that head of that household. So first talk about in your household, would there be mom chores and dad chores? No, there would not be mom chores and dad chores in my household because these are our kids. They're going to be, this is what you're supposed to be doing chores. So as far as like something simple, like taking out the trash, whoever, I mean, if, if you notice the trash is full, take it out. Like, no, I'm not going to expect my man to take it out, but, and, and I'm not going to expect, huh? So I mean, I, saying, okay. I mean, I take my trash out now, I guess. Cause it's just me and I have, well, to. Yeah, you have to, but so like, nah, I, I don't feel like. So you won't have no problem going out there with the llama or mowing the lawn, cutting them down the weeds. All that type of stuff. I would not. I think I might. I would like the challenge. I would try it and see. But I feel like but at the end of the day, like if this is something, if this is an activity that he is better at or more, you know, skilled at doing, then I'm going to let him cut the grass and clean the gutters and okay. all that stuff. But I wouldn't be against him and be like, no, I can't do it because I'm the mom. Just like I'm not going to let him get away with, oh, I'm not washing the dishes or I'm not cooking dinner or I'm not changing a diaper. Like, dude, we all live here. Live here. These are your kids. You know, this is whatever. What, are, what but, about this. I okay, think, but then also just in general, this is 2018. So that whole thing about, you know, that we should expect 
or like you know that men should pay more or they should pay the whole mortgage i mean how would you what I about wouldn't, this? i'm not doing that we we both have jobs we can you know split that out together if my husband happens to be in a position where like he he can't afford it and be okay and he wants to pay it then like great but i'm not that's not I'm not going into a relationship so be a with that expectation. Like I so want to be able to control mortgage. You want to give your half. I'm not going to say I want to, but I'm not going to be going will. into and expecting that. Oh, he automatically, he paying my mortgage. Like, no, like All right, speaking of, you said you both have jobs. Would you ever be okay with, if you made a good enough living, a stay at home dad, like, a, like a house husband, would I be a stay at home dad? I'm a woman. I don't understand your question. All right. Think about it and then get back to me. <laughs> I I didn't hear the first part of your question. Would you be okay with a stay-at-home dad? Of course, um, I'm not talking about you. Are you a? Just, yes, I would be okay you with. Want to aggravate me tonight? I want to aggravate me tonight. <laughs> yes, I would be okay with a stay-at-home daddy. So you would let your man stay at home while you worked? Yes. And you wouldn't have no issue with that. I would not have. You would throw it in if his that, face if that's what we decided. Okay. to do because for whatever like say if I made more money than him and it makes more sense for me to go to work and you would let him stay home then and he yeah and if that's what he wanted to do but as, you, you know but like, he that's could, only if he laid off no bum shit if, like if, if he lost just loses his job and don't got no job you wouldn't be happy with that but if y'all made a decision conscious decision together that he was gonna stay at home then you'll be fine with it yeah Okay. I'll, and he but, couldn't throw that in my face either. Like, oh, I'm stuck at home with the kids, and while you out at work, like, nah, we in this together, bro. Like, this is what we done said we gonna do, and this is how we gonna do. So, I, I, it just all. It, would he have to go back to work once the kids went to school? Would I have to go to work back the, to work uh, when the, uh, when him, the kids? Him, I'm not talking about you. So I'm saying, like, it, I, I'm I talking about him. But I'm saying, like, could he just be a stay at home dad? Like, even like, in the, I'm not talking about just when the kids are little babies. Oh, so you like, mean, if like, they go to school and he's just still at home, just taking house all day, is that okay? If, like, why are you making it so difficult? If this is what we decide to do, then yeah, like, I don't. If if the money's looking right, if we still able to afford and live how we was living, um, you know, when the when the kids weren't in school, and he wants to stay at home, then yeah, will that ever happen to me? I don't personally know. I don't think so. Well, I think you are Daddy Warbucks. All that money you make. I'm a woman. I'm not a daddy. You are Mama Warbucks. All that money so, you got. Um. Yeah. I just feel like I am very like open minded to that type of stuff. However, I think at the end of the day, like my relationship will probably fall back to both parents being both partners being outside the home and contributing to bills. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Uh, personally, I probably would not be a stay at home, uh, dad. And I honestly, I honestly wouldn't want my wife to Why? be a stay at home wife. Cause I just feel like I need to society. And it may be me feeding into what society thinks, but people, people not going to understand that. You make a good living. I'm staying home to help raise these kids. If they go still thinking of me as a bum ass dude, that's just why do you off care what woman. other people think? Because you just have just I don't really, but society has just got a way of messing with your mind when they shouldn't. And plus, I don't think I would get any fulfillment out of my life just being out of at your home kids. You wouldn't get any fulfillment from your kids raising oh, your no, kids. Them little mother evers. <laughs> But I think that's the same thing that some stay-at-home moms might feel too. Like if they're your world is literally your kids, it's like when do I have time for me? So it's not but just a, also it's not just a man that would feel that stay at home either. Right. She wanted to work right right now. Like and then like say you got to think about it. We both make good livings. I don't know about you. I make a good living. I don't want for anything as much I as you cry, bro. Good lord. Uh, if I had a wife, she probably could technically stay home. We wouldn't have any type of luxurious. Uh-uh. I mean, luxurious living, but she could probably not have to work if she really wanted to. Let me find out. Stop yelling into the microphone. No. But I would not want that because I don't think, I want her to have something outside of the home as well, too. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people do end up getting it, getting like bitter or resentful because they see you doing activities or they see you because you as the man have been working a lot. Right. Then when you finally, let's say you work a lot, lot, and then you finally do get some free time, you you might have that, you might have the energy to want to do it with the family, or you may have so much time that you just do work that you don't really get anything for your personal self. So you may want to hang out with your friends or kick with your boys, and then they feel like you already spend all your time at work, and then you don't spend no time in this household. So I'd rather her have some also outdoor interests and things or job that she can get some type of film made out of and have a role outside of just the home. I agree. That's important for whoever is staying um, at home. With Plus, the if we don't work out, I don't want to pay that alimony. So I'm going to need you to have a job and be able to take care of yourself because <laughs> I'm not cutting no check for nobody. I'm not with no more. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. As far as bills, I, I, I probably would go the route 
Um, just because I think we'll be, I don't, for one, I don't believe in joint banking accounts. Me, I think we should keep them separate. So I will probably well, go the route where, mm-hmm. depending on where we live, if it's some, if we move into a place that I already own and I'm already taking care of all those bills when it comes to like the household, paying the rent and all that stuff, then I will just continue to do that. And then she can contribute financially in other ways, you know, the groceries, the cable, the cell phones, all the additional stuff. But if she, as the, as my wife says, she's not happy with the home I already have, or she wants a home that I can't afford on my own, then she will have to kick it on that rent or kick it on that mortgage because so, she wants us to live above what my means are. So what about if the role was reversed? If your wife or your girlfriend was or caking? whoever was, was, that was, guap? was caking and she was like, oh, baby, no, that's all right. You can just pay the cell phone bill and the um, BG&E. What am I going to do with the rest of the money? Can I just keep it for toys? And uh, yeah, like video it, games the whole role was reversed. Oh, like, shit. how would you? How much she got? She got bread like that? She got, she got Oprah money. Oh. Well, she got old money. I ain't working. Okay, wait, wait, wait. My whole life ain't going to be done with fucking she... vacations and rubbing <laughs> Oprah's fat feet. So, but no, you wouldn't feel any kind of way. Let's say, let's say she wasn't Oprah money. Let's say she just made like let's double say... my salary or like, yeah, like double or three times my salary. Mm-hmm. So that's a good living. If she's making that kind of money and she was like, I want you to say, I will have to question why she wanted me to stay home. And if she gave me like a legitimate reason why she really needed me to stay home, then but I why might would she it. need to give you an? Would you? Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't be comfortable just staying home just because she makes a lot of so money. So would you? But just thinking about that, if it was reversed, and as far as her paying the bills, like I said, if it's uh, let me get my thoughts out first, and then you you always want to cut me off when I'm not finished. I thought. didn't say anything, and then you make all these faces, and then people think I'm just going off because they can't see your crazy faces you're making. Okay. Don't be squinting your eyes. Don't be holding your head like that. You stressing me out. We want to end this show soon. The point what I'm trying to say is if she wants to pay the majority of the bills because she can afford a higher in life than I can provide for and she has the, the means to do that, I'm not going to be upset about that. I'm going to contribute as much as I can contribute. And if she want to do above and beyond, then it's not going to emasculate me. I'm just going to be cool with it. Let her live with it. So if the role was reversed, so you're the one again making all the money, and she's staying at home, and she wanted an explanation. Like, how would you just because? Am I forcing her to stay home? Like, I don't think. See, my personality, I would never force my woman to stay at home. But the way when if we she just... wants to work, then I will say you can work. Okay. If we come all to right. a mutual agreement that she does not want to work, then that will be fine with me. But I'm never gonna say, "Baby, I want you to stay home," because I don't. I don't want that. I want her to have interest outside of just our home right okay because i think the more interest you have outside of the happier you are the happier overall and then the more you can bring back to your relationship and the time that you guys spend together so i would never want nobody i could be bill gates i wouldn't want my wife to not work if she wanted to work okay well i want her and if she's not working i want her to be involved in charities i want her to be involved in stuff outside of the houses outside of just me and the kids and we have kids so question yes you're talking about you want a man that's more aggressive and this gonna be our last little thing before we wrap it up when did i say that in the pursuing you you um, want a man to be aggressive you want to be yeah. chase or pursue what about what do you think about a head of a household do you want your man to be the final decision maker when it comes to the house is he the for lack of better words the boss of the home is he the head of the household? Is he allowed to be the final say so? Is that something you would want from your partner? Yes, because but him having the final say so doesn't mean that he has input from me. So if we're saying, okay, um, you know, we need to get I don't know a, a fence put up around the house and it's about to cost I don't know five thousand dollars, and I'm like, no. We're not putting $5,000 out, out on the fence. Let's, you know, get something cheaper. So, like, that's a really bad and stupid example. But No, just, I mean, just use but an I'm example just, of any I'm, kind of disagreement. Just any kind you of disagreement. He's going to, he has to hear my input and so let's say under he, consideration. At the end of the day, because he's saying, at the end of the day, I listen to you, I understand you, but I think this is the best choice for our family. And you will follow, you will accept his final decision. And so at the end of the day, if he said, you know, I've listened to what you said, and this is the final decision that I'm making for my family, then I feel like I would roll with it, especially if I really felt that he listening to what I said. But it's not going to be every single decision. You know, he's not going to always get his way or be right. Like there are going to be some times where I think I would be making a decision. But best believe I'm going to have an opinion. I'm going to have something to say about everything. Cause, and it's not about somebody being mouthy or wanting 
it's, it's an equal partnership and mm-hmm. I need to be consulted about things as you would expect to be consulted about things. I agree. But I, yeah, I believe in the whole, you know, the man is the head of the household. As long as, you know, he's heading up that house, right? He, if he, if you're doing something crazy now, if you're trying to run us into debt. What if he's trying know, to be a mixtape rapper at the age of 42? Trying to be a mixtape rapper at the age of 42? No. You wouldn't let him make people. You wouldn't let him quit his job at the construction company to I be a mixtape rapper at the age of 42? I would not. I would say. But what if that's really his dream and his passion in life? And he got bars. And Puffy listened to his demo and said it was decent. But you, he not going to sign. You can't quit until you get signed. Until but he you, need to go out on the road and tour to get up his fan base so he can get this money from Puffy. Well, Puffy said, if you show me you got 2 million fans on Instagram, I'm going to sign you. He need to be, but he only got 75 fans. And that's half of them is your kids. And the other half is the guys that are at the construction site because they just doing them a favor. He need to be touring hard and making sure that money come home. So if that's what you're going to do, okay, that's but what you're going to no do. You need to make sure you still contributing like he was when you was working down at the... Um, well, he doing the gigs for free because he's just shop. getting his name built up. He just doing the gigs for free because he got to make a name in the city. You know, honestly, I would hope that at that age, you will be a little bit closer to what it is that you want to do. Um, so that's not going down. But he lets you live your dream of being a stripper when you was younger. Boy, what, oh, okay. what movie no, plot are you talking about? But uh, let, me, let me stop joking. Let me stop joking. I agree. Uh, I don't want, I want a partner. I don't want a, a, a term I can control or run over. You don't want a dictator. I don't want to be a dictator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want a partner. I'm not really interested in somebody that I can. I want somebody who will get challenge me. Don't let me just say whatever I say or do whatever I want to do. Challenge me, call me out of my BS. We in this together. I do think at the end of the day, if if a decision needs to be made and we can't come to an agreement on it, somebody has to be able to just put their foot down and just make make it go that route. And I hope that's not something that you will use all the time or use lightly. But if it's serious, something that's serious is going to really affect y'all as a family. I think that, that somebody has to be that final decision maker. And in my life, I would w- probably want it to be me. But I would definitely be open to all forms of communication, all forms of input. I'm not, I want my wife to have a mouth and a mind of her own and not just kind of follow whatever I say. If I'm saying yeah. some reckless, stupid shit, like I want to be a 42 year old mixtape rapper. Yeah. But my mixtape is coming out in um, the fall of 2023. Can y'all cop that? Um, my DJ name is DJ Carlos Nice. And, uh, but I'm not a DJ, I'm a rapper. But I just like calling myself DJ Carlos Nice. Should I just spit some bars real quick? Give me a beat. Right. Um, a bop, bop, bop. Nah, I ain't gonna give it to y'all right now. Don't don't do it to us. So any closing thoughts on gender roles? Do now, you think we yeah, should keep gender roles Yeah, I just want to go back to something real go ahead, quick. Go ahead. So back to the whole bill thing and like, um, can like, you pay my bills? Can you pay, pay my, my bills? Okay. And like somebody being the breadwinner and all that stuff. So I had dated a guy briefly and we had had this conversation and he was talking about like if if we were ever like seriously together, then he would want to give me all of his money to pay the bills. And I was like, no, like that, you know, we both got to be responsible, blah, blah, blah. And it really, that really challenged. That's like, for an old school thing where you just give your wife like your right, paycheck. That really challenged what I like thought. Cause for me, but no, but see, I hear what you're saying. But for me, I'm like, no, like, why is that something that, you know, the woman would have to be responsible for. But like in that case, particular circumstance, he was saying that he wasn't as responsible with money as he thought that I was. And so that, that would be a duty that he would, um, you know, want well, to give to me. So, yeah. so it just like goes back to, you know, you do have gender roles, but at the end of the day, you got to look and look at the characteristics um, of your partner and what, you know, they're going to be good at and what they're not going to be good at. So at, whereas I was looking down on it at first, like, why do I have to be the, you know, responsible one to send in the bills? If I am the responsible one, then I should be the responsible one sending the bills. If I am the best at, you know, cutting the grass, then I should be the one cutting the grass. Okay. But I think I draw it a lot. Like when it comes to kids, nah, we both parents, fathers, you not babysitting your kids. You are with your kids I'm not changing no if um, I have a, I, if I have a, a baby I'm not changing no diapers I already established that you, not not number two I'll maybe do number one but I'm not doing number two well you have already said that you're not changing diapers and your wife is not allowed to breastfeed so you're gonna have Damn some challenges right. you're gonna have some challenges but I'll pray for you thank you that's all I so, ask but closing thoughts on gender roles I think I kind of just said it you just uh, gotta go and see what works best there you go individually in your relationship whether not even relationship in all aspects of life right. so if you want to feed into a gender role do it if you don't feel comfortable doing it then don't do it or don't even look at and it as a role like that. if that's what you want to do do it don't. do what do what works best with you yeah. is basically what we're saying and whatever whatever falls in the line it falls in the line 
Don't let them. Don't let nobody else tell you how to live your life. Agreed. And Be raise your children. Um, how you want to raise them. How you want them, but, but just know that you're still putting a label on them by not putting a label on them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and don't bring your bad kids over my house. Take my shit up. Because he ain't changing their poopy diapers. Yeah, I know, no. If your kid, your kid ain't potty trained, they're not a lot of my, they're not a lot of my domicile. Lord, Lord. Anyway, we're going to get about it on that note. This is, uh, once again, the POP Podcast. Find us on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Please like, rate, review. Also, find us on Instagram, even though Christy has not updated the Instagram in weeks and she doesn't care about it. Follow us on Instagram at the POP Podcast. Send us those emails at the POP Podcast at gmail.com. Christy has not gotten any dick pics yet, and she is begging for dick pics. That's all she talks about every single day. She's obsessed. Please send her one. You have my permission. So that I can forward them to Carlos at G Info Jones on Snapchat. On Snapchat. G Info Jones on Snapchat. Haven't got any boo pics either, but you know. I'm tip still picks, waiting. I'm still over to them, you know. You yeah, want to show yeah, me your yeah. areolas? I'll look at them. Lord save I'll me. look at them. Right, you know, you know, show me some titties. I don't care. Mm. It's only for scientific purposes. I don't get no sexual excitement <laughs> out of your breasts. <laughs> I just want to, you know, it's titties Tuesday. Just send me some. A mess. Right, you ready? Yeah. Let's get about here. This is once again been uh, Carlos D. And this is your girl Christy. Thank you for being a friend. Oh!